With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time zone, whatever country you're listening from, this is the Sheridan Show on BasketballNews.com. And I'm honored to be joined by Jerry Colangelo, the managing director of USA Basketball, the longtime owner of the Phoenix Suns, and a guy who's trying to put together an Olympic team for an Olympics that may not happen. Jerry, there was some news this week. Uh, the Times of London, first of all, reported that it looks like the Olympics are going to be are, are not going to be held. And then the very next day, yesterday, Friday, uh, in the New York Times, Victor Mather reported that uh, no, the IOC is going forward. The IOC is pushing on and saying we're going to keep trying to do this. Uh, what are you hearing from from the folks you talk to, both at the IOC, the USOC, and the NBA, as to the likelihood of there being uh, an Olympics this summer. You know, it's it seems crazy, Chris, to um, hear conflicting stories about something so, um, so important to plan for. Uh, but the reality is it's, uh, it's, it's a changing uh, scene every day. It really is. Um, we have to proceed. We have no choice but to proceed on the basis that the Olympics will be played. And so that's basically what we are doing. We're preparing in every way possible um, until we hear otherwise officially. And so um, I would I would guess from what I've been told, uh, it's a go unless they cancel because some other thing is developed regarding the pandemic, a new strain, uh, depending on how things go in Japan and in Tokyo in particular. So uh, I'm assuming we're going to be there. Jerry, the Japanese news agency NHK recently polled uh, the Japanese public and 77% of the people in Japan said they don't want the Olympics anymore. They're afraid of people coming in from all over the world, some of whom may have the virus. Uh, Japan has been recently gone into a lockdown and, uh, and, and there's a lot of fear-based decisions being made. So my question to you is, who is the person, whether it's an IOC person, a USOC person, a, a Japanese official who says to everyone, listen, here's how we're going to do this. And here's how we're going to do it and keep everybody safe. And that includes athletes, spectators, officials, judges, competitors, you name it. Um, who's that person? You know, that's a good question, Chris, because I can't answer it. Uh, on paper, you would say the International Olympic Committee, along with the Tokyo, Japan um, committee itself, who's putting on the, the games, will make that final decision predicated on what the health situation is and how they're going to deal with the issues. You know, that's above my pay grade. All I have to do is follow instruction. It's a go until I'm told it's not. And so we're preparing. We're preparing to uh, participate in the Olympics. And quite honestly, would I be surprised if the rug is pulled uh, from underneath us? No, not really. 
because of the uncertainty in the world <clears throat> and what this uh, terrible, terrible virus has caused in the way of damage. As, as far as the American roster goes, let's let's assume there's going to be an Olympics. Um, and you've, you've got a ton of guys on the roster. You've got pretty much every all-star in the NBA who's an American. Um, you've got a lot of guys from the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Uh, you told me the last time I had you on the show that LeBron James has expressed interest in playing again. You know, he's certainly been his, through his share of the Olympics, and, and he'd like to go one more time. What's kind of the latest that you're hearing from different athletes around the NBA who, who, are, uh, who have a USA basketball pedigree, who've been with you in the past? Chris, I would say with rare exception, uh, everyone has indicated they would participate. Now, what does that really mean? I mean, it's easy to say, yes, count me in at this particular point in time. But until we get much closer to, um, you know, the summer months, um, we're, we're not going to know officially. But I will tell you one way we've protected ourselves. You know, I think we had like 42 on our national team roster to give ourselves good coverage. We're actually increasing that number to close to 60. And it's just to be sure that everyone is following protocol as far as the uh, mandate from the uh, Olympic group that they have to be in the drug program. They have to be, um, they have to pass certain standards. And so we're, we have a large pool to select from, but the official acceptance won't be made until we, we really ask for a final commitment. Once we do that, uh, then we'll know. But it may not be until, you know, call it July 1st-ish before we know who's going to be participating. Everybody has to think on the fly and everybody has to change their plans every day. Yes. Kind of yes. What we all learned in 2020 and 2021 is not looking any different. Uh, what are you hearing from the coaches? Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, uh, Steve Kerr and Lloyd Pierce and Jay Wright are your assistants. Uh, but but especially Pop in terms of uh, his feelings on this. And, uh, you know, Pop was one of the guys who was wearing a mask when he was coaching in the bubble. There weren't many guys wearing masks when they were coaching in the bubble. Of course, this season, everybody has to wear a mask. But um, yes. it, what's Pop telling you in terms of, uh, I guess, you know, Pop could say just about anything, but um, in, in terms of uh, his willingness to, to go through with this and go forward with this. No, he's once he committed to me, when he committed, he was in. You know, you know him as well as anybody that he's not going back on something that he said he was going to to do and follow up with. It was important to him. He, he really does consider it an honor to represent his country, and he wanted to take on this responsibility. We had a conference call this past week with the, our entire staff, and we went through all the names we had discussion about how certain people are playing, some of the newcomers we wanted to at least consider talking about. And so, you know, we have periodic conversations like this. It's like monitoring the NBA season. You know, who's going well, who isn't, what are the issues, any health issues, etc. So there's a lot of communication uh, regarding the staff and, um, uh, Pop is, you can count on him. He, uh, he's, he's anxious to, um, to get the job done. And I think everyone is committed on our staff. It's a heck of a staff, by the way. It really is. 
and uh, we're we're excited about getting on that plane. There are, there are a few changes I want to talk to you about that are going to be somewhat different. And it's not official, but there's a good chance here's what will take place. When we go to training camp in the past, it's in Las Vegas and it's about a week and we play a, a game, one of the friendly games, if you will. And then we take off to play another four games elsewhere. And we've played them everywhere in the world. Um, because of COVID, because of circumstances, what we're playing with, toying with, and probably end up doing is staying in Vegas for the entire length of time. Uh, so it could be a three-week stay in Las Vegas, and we have the other countries come to us, and we play all the games in Las Vegas. Uh, and so we limit the number of, you know, plane rides in different countries, etc. We'll get on a plane and take off for Tokyo at the appropriate time, which is in that third week of July, and uh, take it from there. So that's a big that's a big change for us. Here's the other big change because of COVID again. The NBA season last year, the season this year, when the playoffs begin and when they end, have an impact on us uh, because the NBA finals. Um, assuming that goes seven games, whoever is involved, um, is just a couple of days before opening ceremonies, you know, in Tokyo. So we're, we're talking about options. What if there are a couple of guys that are really important that we want on that roster? Are they willing to take jump on a plane, you know, within 48 hours, 72 hours, and come to Tokyo? Big question mark. Depends who they are. Depends which teams are going to be in the finals. Um, and then again, some of it may take care of itself if there's a sweep. Uh, we just don't know. But it's certainly a consideration this time where it's never been a consideration in the past. And that leads me to ask, is the, is the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, or FIBA, the international uh, governing body for, uh, for international basketball, um, are, are they sticking with you got to have a 12 man roster or are they showing a little bit of flexibility saying, Hey, look, you can come with 13, 14, 15 guys just in case somebody gets uh, uh, a positive COVID test or is sidelined otherwise? Well, the good point. And yes, we are, we are diligently working on trying to get as much flexibility as we possibly can, not just for us. That's true for every country. Who's involved? Um, you know what rules existed in the past exist, existed in the past. The unusual times call for unusual changes, and all we're asking for is flexibility, the ability to submit a final roster at the very last minute, and number two, to be able to replace people uh, because of COVID. So uh, I'm hopeful. All I could say is it's in the works. All the governing bodies are are clued in, and uh, let's see if they make the right decision. Uh, let's 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 hope uh, everything works out. Today is January twenty third, which means we're exactly six months out from opening ceremony, which is July twenty third. Uh, I hope to be there. I hope to see you there. Uh, I wish they would let the federation heads and the coaches march in the opening ceremony, but usually they limit limit that to athletes. So. 
let's keep our fingers crossed that uh, the Team USA is able to put out its 12 best players and we have a real competitive Olympics. Because, Jerry, you and I have both been through a bunch of them, world championships and Olympics. International basketball is is so different than, than NBA basketball. And there's, uh, you know, there's kind of a different level of passion that it, it's hard to explain to people who haven't experienced it. But, uh, it, you know, you've done a heck of a job turning your program around. Uh, until the World Cup in China, you you, you had a, a winning streak that lasted more than a decade. And um, I'm, I'm sure you want to bounce back from what happened in China uh, just as much as Coach Pop does and, and everybody else who was with the team. Uh, I guess that was two years ago now. Yeah, it was. And, you know, as I think back on it, obviously disappointment. But, you know, we had a couple of injuries. Kuzma was one. Tatum was another. Uh, I, I would say very strongly that if we had not sustained those injuries and they could not be replaced because of the rules, it would have been a different outcome, very simply. But it is what it is. You got to deal with the cards dealt you and, and injuries have always played a role in, in sports, professional sports, college sports, and certainly the Olympics. So, um, we're going to be ready. We'll, we'll try to put the very best players we can on the court. And um, we couldn't ask for better leadership in terms of staff, starting with Pop and Jay Wright and Steve Kerr and Lloyd Pierce. Jerry, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. He's Jerry Colangelo, the managing director of USA Basketball. Also the guy who brought NBA basketball to Phoenix back in the day. And uh, there's a few guys who are, that have done more and been around the NBA and, and been a, a calming, uh, cool influence on the league than, than Jerry Colangelo. So, Jerry, again, let's keep our fingers crossed uh, that we're both over there six months from today watching that opening ceremony and all of our families stay safe and sound and uh, and the athletes on Team USA and the athletes that are going to be representing other countries as well. There's a bunch of them in the NBA, and it, it could be a real, real competitive Olympic. Serbia's loaded. Canada's loaded. Uh, Australia's got a damn good team. And, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. But uh, like you said, injuries happen. Roster changes happen, and by the time uh, we get to August and we're playing that gold medal game, certainly Team USA should be in that game. Who they're going to be playing, man, you never really can tell. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, I look forward to seeing you there myself, and this is my swan song in terms of USA basketball, and uh, I'm sure it probably is for Pop in his first go. Uh, so there's a lot on the table. Uh, we're going to be very committed to uh, bringing back gold. Once again, thanks very much, Jerry. Uh, again, this is the Sheridan Show on basketballnews.com. You can listen to it on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me uh, at Sheridan Hoops on Twitter. And uh, I'll be back at you with another uh, podcast and hopefully a, a guest as good as Jerry uh, real, real soon. So with that, that's a wrap. Everyone enjoy their weekend and uh, let's all stay safe and healthy and smart.